Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. Another one of these Dave and Darren Top 5 Things podcasts. That's what you've downloaded. That's what you subscribe to. And that's what you're listening to. It's Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things. My name is Darren and this one is Dave. And if this is not enough, you can actually subscribe. Go to nachoradio.com and you can become a patron. You'll have access to every podcast we've ever done. And also our exclusive patron-only podcast, this particular podcast, mm-hmm. brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan, West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan's open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for recreational use, including flower, vapes, edibles. You can sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get into it. Here we go. Number one. Number one. 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 Golfing. You can still get a round or two of golfing, although be careful if you're golfing and you see an elk. Uh, This story comes to us from Colorado, where a golfer was gored by an elk this is the first incident of its kind in almost 15 years just 15 yeah well the golfer who is in a hospital in colorado says quote the golfing went pretty good throughout the day i played pretty well until we got to the back nine and saw the elk the elk in question numbered more than a hundred, according to the Denver Post. A hundred elk? And they were roaming freely around the evergreen golf course just outside of Denver, somewhere between the 16th and 17th hole. Despite the fact that his party had tried to maintain their distance, a bull elk charged Zach Bornhoff's golf cart. He says, my buddy gassed it to get away and the elk gored me on my right side. Yes! <laughs> imagine guess it man yeah you gotta take the governors off the golf carts if you got wild animals with knives sticking out of their well they should do that for you in the pro shop if there's if there's word that the elk are out there Mm -hmm. um we got an elk yeah we're gonna take the governor off that for you the back of this guy's right hip was gouged so deeply that it sliced his left kidney in half He is recovering in the hospital. A spokesperson for the Denver Parks and Rec says that this is the first goring of a golfer in at least 15 years. Now, Parks and Rec there in Denver wants you to know, quote, they're just all over the course, but people can play through. There's signage posted around the course to warn golfers to stay away from the elk, which is, again, what they did, but still... Ended up getting your kidney sliced in half. Why this particular elk was so aggressive... Uh, they say, well, this is this is mating season for elk, and they're they're getting a little crazy. And that golf cart looked pretty good. <laughs> I don't think I so. don't think he was trying to make love to the golf cart. I think he was just aggressive because he saw the cart as a as a challenge, so he or got, as a threat. He got nailed in the cart. The image I had in my head mm-hmm. was that he was lined up over a putt, <laughs> lined up over a putt. And they're playing for money. And the other guys, the other golfers, yeah. see that the elk is charging <laughs> And say nothing. And say nothing. That's a better story, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. No. I just, you've been in a golf cart with your foot all the way to the floor. Yeah. And it varies from course to course how fast they go. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm just going to go. And then I guess if you take the governors off a golf cart, then you have people well, killing themselves and when you're rolling golf carts. Yeah, of course they're going you to. You can't win. People are savages. But if you if you got it gassed and this thing is running up on you, well, that's, that's got to be. Yeah, and who knows what the acceleration on these things are. Right? Not en- It wasn't enough. No, I'll say this. Not fast enough. Gas it! You can't r- outrun a bull elk that wants to kill you. Again, in a hospital bed, Zach had this to say, quote, The golfing went pretty good throughout the day. Well, I mean, they... Until we got to the bank nine. It's always essential to let everybody know that you played pretty well, huh? Because you're talking about, what, between the 16th and 17th hole. So you almost got the whole round in. Almost got the round in. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe at some point he'll recover and they can finish the round, but... Well, we feel bad about that here in the pro shop, and we would like to give you two free holes. (laughs) Here's a hot dog. You'll find the condiments right around the Kevin, corner there. Kevin, get this gentleman a hot dog. One of the ones we were going to throw away anyway. Thanks, Kevin. And here's a... Here, I'm going to sign this personally. This is a certificate here for two free holes. I mean, you did... You were, and that's good until the end of the year. And that's good until the end of the season, which is next weekend. All right, marvelous. Thanks, Kevin. Two. 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 The Price is Right is back, but they don't have an audience, which is strange because isn't the whole gimmick of that show they pull people out of the audience yeah. to come on down? I understand how you could have certain shows mm-hmm. without an audience. Yes. I get that. Yes. But when the contestants mm-hmm. are from the audience... Saturday Night Live had their first episode this weekend, and there was an audience. Now, it was a much smaller audience than usual. And the thing is, the law in New York says you can't have anyone making a TV show that isn't part of the crew. So the way they got around it was they paid the audience members to be audience members, making them employees. Employees. Right. So people that went to Saturday Night Live this weekend got paid. There's There's always a way to get around something, huh? Price is Right is filming. No audience. They redesigned the set as one level. So the bidder's row is on the main stage. Each of the bidders are six feet apart so that they're adhering to coronavirus guidelines. And they're allowed to spin the wheel only after they sanitize their hands. You know that big wheel they spin? Hit me. Yeah, you got to give yourself a a good cleansing before uh, Drew Carey will let you touch the wheel. Couldn't you do that remotely, though? With just a button, push the button, see, you know, and it, it, that spins well, the wheel. Well, but there's a strategy to, like, how hard do you want to spin it? Well, there's it. a strategy how you push the button. I don't want to watch a show where they push a button. I want to see them spin it. My favorite was always when they'd have, like, a little old lady, and she couldn't get it all the way around, and then Bob Barker would just start to get pissed. Like, what are you, or even, I like what it are when you it, doing yeah, up It was here? the little old lady who tries to spin it. And and then she hangs on, mm-hmm. and the wheel takes her. <laughs> That's good too. And then she goes underneath. And then she goes. And underneath, they got to stop the show. And, and she's pinned up there. Pull the old lady out from the wheel. Those were the best episodes. I mean, that nothing when you were home from school, sick. Nothing was better than catching the wheel on a day when it killed an old lady. <laughs> yeah, mm. they would have to take her out I'm in a body bag. Feeling better already. They are recording three episodes a day. Usually, they only do two episodes a day. So, uh, and Drew is it Carey. still Drew Carey? Yeah, he's still the host. And he's been the host of that show for a long time. Probably longer than Bob Barker. No, well, that's ridiculous. 
but he's he's got to be getting close. Did I shock you with my statement? <laughs> well, Bob Barker was on that show for like 30 years. Okay, well, how long is... Uh... 10, maybe. No, it's more than 10. You think? Oh, yeah. You think Drew Carey's been the host of Price is Right? Longer than 10. When did he take over as the Price is Right host? Because Early 2000s. You think it's close to 20 years? No. You tell me. No, Bob Barker was still calling the shots. Google it. In, go Google it. Google it. Go, 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 Google it. TV shows these days don't have theme songs. They also don't have vehicles. I mean, TV shows used to have, like, the car of that show. For example, uh, Grandpa Monster had the Dragula, right? Taxi. <laughs> taxi had the taxis. The A-Team had the van that they drove around in. And, of course, uh, Knight Rider, you know. You got Starsky it. and Hutch. There you go. The Starsky and Hutch. That's a great example. Thank you. The Starsky and Hutch car. 2007. Okay, so that's 13 years. Yeah, longer than 10. Okay, but not close to Bob Barker. Not yet. Bob Barker started hosting that show in 72 and ended in 2007. So He's getting there. He's gaining on him. Oh, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. They stopped production of Price is Right. Well, first they stopped it in February because he had a... Was it an ex-fiance that died? Drew Carey's had a rough year. My mother, the car. My mother, the car, had the car. Car, the car. 54, where are you? Mm-hmm. There is a vehicle from a beloved TV show from the 70s that's in the news this morning, and it still runs. Sitcom from the 70s, and every episode would begin with this vehicle coming into view. Any idea what I'm talking about? Sitcom from the 70s, a beloved sitcom. And you wouldn't think that this, in particular, this vehicle, you wouldn't think would run. But it's it still runs. Well, yeah, run. just because of the nature of the show, you wouldn't think that, that this car would, would be able to run in 2020. But it runs like a champ, apparently. So that's good news. MASH. <laughs> The Sanford and Son truck. Nice. Apparently, the one and only Sanford and Son truck still runs. 1952 Ford F1 pickup. And what would you say the most famous vehicle is? In TV? TV history? Well, I would... Hmm. A TV show, the most famous vehicle... Got to be the Batmobile, right? The answer is the General Lee, I would say. More so than the Batmobile? Well, Batmobile's Stop pretty yourself. good. But see... Starsky Bat- and Hutch was pretty popular. Here's my problem no with Batmobile. Bat- Here's my problem with Batmobile as an answer. The Batmobile existed before there was a TV show. Well... The, yeah. You know, the Batmobile was something that was in the comics. That's true. Right? Whereas yeah. the General Lee was created for a television Well, but show. that's not fair because Dukes of Hazard was not a comic. I counterpoint. Okay, but my my larger point is you, the most famous vehicle in TV history. Starsky and Hutch, not a comic. No. <laughs> counterpoint. True. It's true. But, but I think Huggy Bear had some some comics that <laughs> he might have that might have come out at some point. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the striped tomato there that Starsky and Hutch used to drive around in. 
the Gran Torino was, uh, that's a pretty iconic car, but I don't know that that even comes up in the top 10. If you ask people, name a famous, if we're doing Family Feud, uh, I don't know that the Gran, you know, the Gran Torino comes up from Starsky and Hutch. I'm not arguing with you that that's not a great answer. But as far as like, name a famous vehicle from a TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what else I would put up there as far as great vehicles from a TV show? What? The car that the Beverly Hillbillies yeah, drove around in. Yeah, was just, you got to it a blink before I did. Yeah? Yeah. And maybe that's Mr. A big one. Maybe Mr. Haney's truck. What about Mr. Magoo? Well, that's not bad, but that's a cartoon. It is. It's not a real vehicle. Still. Roadhog. What is the, mo- like the most iconic TV vehicle of all time? You say I, Batmobile. I think it's still probably the Batmobile. I'm going to go with General Lee. People, uh, and I know, like, again, Grandpa Munster's Dragula's up there. Yeah, the Munstermobile is a big one. Okay, here I go. Here's here's the six most iconic cars in TV history. Okay. Uh, These are a group of experts have gone up and, and crunched the numbers. I have the six most iconic cars in the history of television. Number six on the list, Aaron. Yeah. Number six is the A Team van from the A Team. I I go along with that. Oh, what about the mystery machine? The mystery machine, that's not bad. They give let's see, I'll just move to the top three here. They say the Munsters coach from the Munsters. What about what about number two they give to Knight Rider, Kit, and number one they say is in fact Batman, the Batmobile. What about the Flintstones car? That's not bad, but again, you're giving me those aren't those aren't real cars. What? The, the, that's not a real car. The bat, the 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 Flintstone car is not real. Well, sure it is. Someone texting here, Herbie the Love Bug. Those are movies. Those are movies. He didn't have a TV show, did he? I don't know if they. I don't think they did. Uh, somebody says Rockford '77 Pontiac Firebird. The Rockford Files. I don't remember that car being. I didn't watch a lot of Rockford Files. That's though. a darn fine show. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. As far as television shows, um, Hardcastle and McCormick, the 71 Volkswagen Coyote X. Yeah, okay. What about the Bearcats? What was that? What's the Bearcats? The Bearcats. Uh, I don't know what that is. Who'd you have in that? That was your Dennis Cole and uh, and uh, who's the other? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Rod Taylor. Mm. Bearcats. Well, there was the Persuaders. They drove around in a Model T. You remember that? Roger Moore and Tony Curtis just driving around in a Model T Ford persuading people. It's a show nobody remembers but us. The most iconic TV vehicles of all time. It seems like the experts agree with you and say Batmobile beats the General Lee. I, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully disagree. That was the Bearcats right there. Um, okay. All right. Uh, text here on the Dave and Darren text line at 470-23-NACHO. Can't believe Darren hasn't mentioned the Monkey Mobile. Yeah, there was, was a, a Monkey GTO, Mobile. right? Yeah. They, they would drive around in and... All right. Uh, I'm looking at another list here that says the most iconic vehicle of all time is, in fact, the 1969 Dodge Charger from the Dukes of Hazard. So... 
They don't. Even, they put the uh, the Batmobile at number ten on this list, just behind, uh, or just ahead of, I should say, the seventy-five Grand Torino from Starsky and Hutch. Three. 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 Police in Van Buren Township, Michigan, are looking for a man they say pooped in an empty box before sealing it back up and placing it on a shelf at a grocery store. The Meyer store there in Van Buren Township. I tell you what, we're all going through things, man. Just it's just a matter of just a matter of how how we react to stress, I guess. It just we we all we we all handle things in different ways. This we, is not an appropriate way, Darren. We uh, this is not an appropriate way. We all have different thresholds. According to the Van Buren Township Police Department, the incident occurred at the Meyer store on October first at three fifty in the afternoon. Police have posted security footage of this bizarre incident to their Facebook page but took it down at the request of the good people at Meyer, who really aren't crazy about the idea of there being footage of somebody taking a dump in a box and putting it on the store shelves. Because I don't know that I would want to go to that Meyer anymore, right? No, that would... You'd remember that. The man also stole something before he left the store. Yeah, <laughs> our innocence. <laughs> he left the... I thought you were going to say our hearts. <laughs> and our hearts. <laughs> yeah. He took more than he took more than a dump. <laughs> Consider yourself zing. <laughs> zing of the day. Hey, uh, we appreciate you putting that footage uh, up, yeah, but uh, can you take that down because we really don't want the message to be. Isn't that the Myers that uh, the guy pooped in? Yeah. Well, put just, it on a shelf. Just keep driving then. There's got to be another grocery store around here somewhere. He also stole something before he left the store, left the parking lot in a light colored Ford Escape. Aptly named. Uh, if you have any information there in Michigan, uh, you're supposed to give the cops a call and let them know what you know. <laughs> let us know. What do you know? Took a poop in a box, sealed it up. Doesn't say what kind of box? That, it does not. Okay, so they're trying to protect the product. Well, but it w- I think it would be, yeah. <laughs> I think it would, it, would be, it would be helpful to know, like, was it a, a bunch of... Hey, this like, isn't Mr. Bubbles. No, it is not. No, it certainly is not. That is now. I got to take another bath. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pooped in an empty box, then sealed it up and put it on the store shelf. When you saw that it wasn't Mister <laughs> Bubbles, why didn't you stop? I thought maybe they'd change. Oh, their re- I thought they changed the recipe. I figured they knew what they were doing. He's, here, there's a photo of the guy who, again, pooped in an empty box and then sealed it back and put it on the shelf. He's got a, a Michigan State uh, mask on. See, this is the thing. Everyone walking around in these masks, you can get away with this, I think. Huh? Although this is an awfully good photo of this guy. Someone has to know who this guy is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's not great. He's, like, on top of the camera. Yeah. It's like he's posing for a picture. <laughs> it looks like a license your driver's license photo 
but with a mask concealing the lower half of his face. But the upper half of his face is plenty of information. Uh-huh. They should be able to, to catch this guy. They also don't mention what it is that he stole. Now, what kind of mask does he have on? It's Michigan State, right? Oh, I wonder if he's being diabolical and he's a Wolverine fan. Oh, right. That's or that that or is that the number five and not a, no? Maybe that's a number five. I don't know. I what can't that tell is. what that is. I thought it was a green mask yeah. with like a. I thought maybe S it was for a Spartans, but that could be some Michigan else. fan trying to pin it on a Michigan State fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meyer again does not want us uh, talking about this. Oh boy. We'd really rather not have this out there that our the products on the fact that we sealed it up is what's so troubling. Please say the man opened a box, defecated in it, and then put it back on the shelf and then stole an item before leaving the store. So we don't know what the item was. Oh, and I guess that's just kind of the roulette you play when you're shopping at the Van Buren Township Michigan Meyer store. I'll keep that in mind. Give give the products there a good rattle before you put them yeah. in your cart. Maybe see if they pass the sniff test. So you end up with a few broken cookies. It's worth it. Four. 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 I know that Thanksgiving is a holiday that's near and dear to your heart. You're not big on a lot of holidays, but Thanksgiving is one that you've kind of wrapped your arms around, right? You love Thanksgiving. Yeah, I like Thanksgiving. Would you say it's your favorite of all the holidays? Probably up there. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't complain when it's Thanksgiving time. You don't bellyache like you do about Christmas. <laughs> well, because we don't have uh, Thanksgiving um, stuffed down our throats for uh, two months. Right, right. Thanksgiving, you, you tend to think about it maybe 10 days out. If that. Mm-hmm. Which is appropriate. When's the Christmas music start? That's got to be getting close. Oh, are you talking about here like on, on FM radio? Yes. I imagine that'll be... It's before Thanksgiving. My guess would be election day. Okay. Yeah. My guess is that you're... you're Three weeks out or whatever. My guess is that's when they'll do Three it. Three and a half weeks out. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have any insight. I understand. But I don't, that's I don't just, work there anymore. That's the way the, the slow creep of Christmas music yeah. has been. Yeah, well, I mean, it works. There are folks that love Christmas music, so... You know, enjoy. Um, I bring up Thanksgiving because obviously this year is going to be very different from every other Thanksgiving you've ever had. The idea of having a bunch of people over to your house, Mm -hmm. that's just not where we're at right now. Was it last year for Thanksgiving or was it Christmas last year? Mm -hmm. Was it Christmas last year that was nice enough? That you could have actually had your holiday meal outside. Oh, I don't remember that. Somebody help me out on that. Was it Thanksgiving or Christmas last year? That the weather was really nice? Yeah. Hmm, I don't remember that. Which would be very nice to do if you could if you could pull it off. Everyone were going to sit outside and eat the meal. Right. Yeah. At some picnic tables. Chances are that's not going to be it what might, we're dealing with. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess that the weather's not going to be conducive for that sort of thing. And even if it is, a bunch of people sitting at a table together outside from from homes that are not your home, right? I just don't know that that's the best idea. Uh-huh. So this is where I'm going with this because, I mean, I, I usually were the ones that host. I've already kind of made the executive decision that it's just not happening this year. Uh-huh. We're just going to punt on Thanksgiving for, for 2020 and... And revisit and do it bigger and better in, in, in 2021. But think of 
the turkey farmers. Mm. How in the world do you plan for Thanksgiving this year? I mean, it's been the same forever. You just keep feeding birds and get them bigger and bigger and bigger. And now turkey farmers are, are figuring out, like, first of all, People aren't going to need a 20-pound turkey this year. It's a very fluid situation, right, isn't it? Right, right. How many, how many turkeys do you breed? And also, like, are, are people going to be having guests? As, as you're trying to, you know, figure out what your menu is going to be and decide how many guests you can safely host for Thanksgiving, I mean, that's something that maybe you haven't given any thought to yet. But if you're someone who's in the business of growing turkeys, this is something that you've been thinking about and a turkey, all year long. A turkey that is ready for this Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Can you have him next year? No. No. So I didn't think you probably could. It has to be, um, sorry, Elvis Costello, this year's turkey. <laughs> right? Yes. It's not like, well... He'll be just as delicious next year. No, that I don't think that's how turkeys work, you buddy. You can't do that? They say they're going to sell 20% fewer big turkeys. Um, reading here a story in the New York Times. Uh, this is by uh, Kim Severson. It says, all indications are that the holiday gatherings that used to bring together dozens of people to share one or two turkeys will be scuttled in favor of smaller celebrations. And that could lead to a run on small turkeys, a higher-than-usual demand for parts like whole breasts and higher prices across the board. And although no turkey farmer likes to hear this, some cooks are saying this year, rather than turkey, uh-huh. we're going to get a big chicken. A big chicken for tur- for Thanksgiving rather than turkey, because it's just easier to do. So the, the chicken farmers are smiling. 70% of Americans say they will celebrate Thanksgiving differently this year. That's according to a new customer survey released by a Chicago-based market research firm, Numerator. The revised plans are motivated in no small part by new guidelines from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that recommend skipping holiday travel and limiting Thanksgiving celebrations to people who will just live in the same household. So, I mean, yeah, that's the plan at my place. Instead of getting a turkey, get a turkey breast. But now I'm wondering, should I get a turkey breast now? Because there's going to be a run on them. Consumer research from both Butterball and Hormel Foods, which together sell most of the more than 40 million whole turkeys that are eaten for Thanksgiving. They say that these big gatherings will be broken into smaller gatherings, but there should still be turkeys. A third of the respondents to a Butterball survey said they were considering serving dinner outdoors, and the number of people who plan to host only their immediate family. Last year, that was 18%. This year, it's 30%. And the grocery industry they're studying their own data uh, showing that 43 percent of shoppers will limit thanksgiving to only the people that already live under their roof in their households that's it that that's who they do thanksgiving i don't have room for a turkey in the freezer right now anyway no no a lot of frozen pizzas <laughs> <laughs> let me guess was there a deal well there's it's all there's always a deal what frozen pizzas are you uh What's rocking that? What, what frozen pizzas are you rocking with just now? just some jacks and some uh um Mama Bassos. Have you tried some of these new Jack's flavors that they got on the shelves? Such as? Cheese curd pizza. Have you seen this? No, I haven't done that one. They also have a, a spicy Italian sausage. Sure. That um, I will say is very spicy. For you. 
for me. Yes. I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are. You're I, just going with the, the Supremes, the pepperoni, the, well, the sausage. For, what are you going with? Rhonda's a big fan of the Canadian bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could get people in my house on board with the Canadian bacon. What's their problem? It's just ne- it's it's just never going to happen, buddy. Why? I've made my peace with this. We are we are pepperoni and sausage people. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm telling you, if I were to present, because uh, I've tried the Canadian bacon, uh-huh. I have tried, uh, and I've I've made the pitch. Listen, this is it's like you like bacon, yeah. You like ham, yeah. This is ham on pizza, and uh, it's just it's it's just and they it's like and they and, reply, what you just say? Yeah, no, exactly. It's like I'm, it's like I'm offering turtle meat to uh, Johnny Paycheck. And, and they just they just turn to each other and go, "All right, that's another one, isn't it, Ma? That's another one." These turkey farmers have been trying to figure out how to calculate things so that it makes sense for them and for us this year. It, it's a it's a developing story, but yeah, I mean it's going it's going to be different. I, would you have a problem with just a big chicken rather than a big turkey? Who am I asking? Of course you wouldn't have a problem with that. No, I don't have a problem with that. No. Would you? I mean, have you given any thought to how you'll do Thanksgiving this year? I would imagine we will just do it in place. Yeah. Whatever that will be. So it could be a Canadian bacon uh, pizza. It may very well be a frozen pizza. Best, thanks- and, uh, Best Thanksgiving ever? And somehow, yes, we'll muddle through. Five. 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 Weekend coming up. I hope your weekend uh, doesn't go the way it went for a, a gentleman in Parma Heights, Ohio. This is from the police blotter there in uh, Parma Heights. Parma Heights is in the Cleveland area. Okay. Moon over Parma. You know that song? Old, uh, old tune? Parma Heights uh, police were dispatched to a location regarding a drunk man who at first refused to get out of a vehicle, then changed his mind and decided to walk home. You know what? I'll walk home. (laughs) An arriving officer located the intoxicated Parma Heights resident, who at that point demanded a ride home from the officers. I can't walk all the way home. The officers offered to call him a taxi or an Uber. He declined. A few minutes later, this gentleman called the police to say that someone had stolen his cigarettes. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the drunk guy that you tried to try to get an Uber for. Hey. Uh, you guys didn't take my cigarettes, did you? Somebody did. Is it possible you left them in the car? Oh, it gets better, Darren. Hang on. It's going to take a turn. I think everyone sees coming. Calls the cops to say someone had stolen his cigarettes. An arriving officer was able to locate said cigarettes, which were in his front pocket. Oh. that's uh, you. The T-shirt's got to have pockets so you get the place to put your cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He was given a final warning regarding disorderly conduct. Yeah, so far, it's and they're, they're sent, giving him quite a break, aren't they? This is what I'm saying. He was given a final warning about his disorderly conduct and sent on his way, Yeah, which was a mistake. <laughs> An officer stayed nearby to make sure that he got home okay. By walking? That's when the resident started filming the officer with his cell phone before stopping to buy some beer <laughs> and then dancing in the police department's parking lot. 
After declining a call for an Uber, he started yelling at the cops and dancing again. This is a lot of leeway this dummy's getting, right? It seems like it. He was then arrested for disorderly conduct. He swore at the officers, telling them that he would, quote, eat them for breakfast, (laughs) end quote. He then kicked the plexiglass divider in the police cruiser and spit on the windows. Gentleman then hurt his head while banging it on the divider in the cruiser. That's when EMS was called. When being removed from the police car, he started fighting and spitting. At that point, he kicked two officers and ripped a medic's shirt. Yeah, can't have that. So now he's been charged with disorderly conduct, assault, and criminal mischief. If you're ever in a place where you're talking to cops and the cops say to you, Hey, can we call you a cab or an Uber? Get the cab or the Uber. That's that's my tiger tidbit for you today. This guy should have been arrested seven different times before they arrested him. Yes, do that for me, please. And then to go dancing in the parking lot of the police station. And spitting in this environment? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a go-to move when... when Someone is drunk or no. otherwise out of their minds, no, and they throw them in the back seat of the squad car. They they spit because it's like I'll show you cops. Yeah, probably a lot of banging of the head too. Yeah, you ever been in the back seat of a cruiser? Uh, back. The seats are like plastic. Like the back seats, like they know you're going to spit in the back seat. It's, it's a, not it's fine a, it's Italian. A, uh, it's not Corinthian leather back there. Uh, the, it, when you're sitting on a uh, the back seat of a police cruiser. It's like, remember in school, those like plastic chairs that you would sit on? That's what the hard plastic. Yeah, it's a hard plastic, a little porous, but hard. Uh, That's what the backseat of a a cop car is like. And they're they're aware. I mean, they've got it so that they can just go in and lice all it up. And you were were in the car because they suspected you as a suspicious man? So this was a couple of years ago, a long time ago, because we were still living in Davenport. This is more than 10 years ago. Um, I was, I was locked out of my house. I went to go get the mail uh-huh. from the front porch, and you locked yourself out. And I went in my. I was just wearing socks. Socks, and I locked myself out of my home. So then I had no way of getting into my house, and I had no way of calling my wife to to come bring me a key. So you did some wandering around for a while. Well, I, I I knew that someone that we worked with lived in my neighborhood, so I walked to her house thinking maybe she'd be home and I could use her phone. So as I'm walking around my neighborhood not wearing shoes... Uh, People uh, saw this. A cop comes up to me, because I was by Genesis East Hospital, and a cop stops and asks if he can help me, and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, that'd be great, you know? And uh, I get in the back seat of, of the Davenport police car. And you notice on his computer. Right. So I'm in the back seat and I, I ask him to take me to the station, uh, the radio station that we were working at the time, because I know I've got a phone there I can use. And as we're, he's driving me to the station, doing me a, a wonderful kindness and service, I notice on the heads up display there that the, the cursor is on a call. And I see that the the street that we're on, like it's like, oh, that's that's this call right now. And uh, it, it, he was dealing with it. Said on the computer screen, "Suspicious mail." 
Mm-hmm. Suspicious male. That's what I was. Somebody called the cops on me because I was walking around in socks and not shoes. Well, thank. I, I'd like to thank them for their uh, vigilance. <laughs> well, that guy's not wearing shoes. I better call the cops. Yeah. Yeah, once... Once the officer realized that I wasn't some sort of escaped mental patient. I've been looking to lock that one up for quite a while. (laughs) Finally, here's my opportunity. Never, (laughs) never trusted that one over there. Never. Suspicious male. That's me. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Did did you catch that I I called myself Darren at the beginning of the show and I called you Dave? Did, Did you even hear me do that? No. I bet that's been driving people nuts the whole time. How can they make such a mistake? (laughs) Are they testing us? After all this time, they don't even know who's who? That's going to do it for this installment of the Top 5 Things. It was brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Myelin is open every day. Their store in Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. The Myelin store offers both medicinal and recreational Galesburg is recreational only. The recreational waiting lists are available, and uh, that's a good idea. Reserve your time at the website, ntillinois.com. Until next time, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin Boyd, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. 